Chapter Fourteen of Our Army at the Front. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Army at the Front by Haywood Brown. Chapter Fourteen France and the Medicos the history of the a e f will be in most respects the history of resources cunningly turned to new ends of force redirected with some of its erstwhile uses retained and of a colossal adventure in making things do where the artillery was weak the a e f eked out with the coast artillery where the engineer corps was insufficient the railroads were called on for special units frankly unmilitary a whole citizenry was abruptly turned to infantry but one branch of the service though scarcely worthy of much responsibility when the war began was nevertheless the one most thoroughly prepared the prize service was the medical corps and it was in this state of astonishing preparedness because immediately before it became the medical corps it had been the red cross and the red cross knows no peacetime the question of what is medical corps and what is red cross has always been a facer for the superficial historian broadly speaking the base hospitals of the army are organizations recruited and equipped in america by the red cross and transported to france where they became units of the army under army discipline and direction and supplied by the medical corps stores except in cases where these are inadvertently lacking or unprovided for by the strictness of military supervision in any case where sufficient supplies are not forthcoming from the medical corps they are given by the red cross this is the red cross on its military side in its civilian work which is extensive and in its recreational work it carries on under its own name and by its own authority where it divides territory with the y m c a the division is that the y m c a takes the well soldier and the red cross the sick one whenever either has time on his hands but the medical corps plus the red cross created between them a branch of the american army in france which from the moment of landing was the boast of the nation for a year before america entered the war colonel jefferson keene director-general of the military department of the american red cross had been organizing against the coming of american participation within thirty days after america's war declaration Colonel Keene announced that he had six base hospitals in readiness to go to the front, and within another thirty days these six units were on their way, equipped and ready to step into the French hospitals, schools, and what not, waiting to receive them and to do business as usual the following morning. The six were organized at leading hospitals and medical schools. The Presbyterian Hospital of New York with dr george e brewer in command the lakeside hospital cleveland with dr george w Cryle, the medical school of harvard university with dr harvey cushing the pennsylvania hospital philadelphia 
with Dr. Richard Hart, the Medical School of Northwestern University, Evanston, Illinois, with Dr. Frederick Besley, and Washington University Hospital, St. Louis, with Dr. Frederick T. Murphy. A little while later, the postgraduate unit went from New York, the Roosevelt Hospital unit from there, and Johns Hopkins unit from Baltimore. Many others followed in due time. These hospital units, recruited and organized under the Red Cross, took their full complement of surgeons, physicians, and nurses. All these became members of the army as soon as they landed in France, and they were supplemented either there or before they crossed with members of medical corps enlisted just after America entered the war. The military rank of the physicians and surgeons conformed in a general way to the unofficial rank of the same men when they had worked together in the hospitals from which they came. There were, of course, some exceptions to this rule, but not enough to make it no rule at all. It was true of the medicos, as it was of the engineers, that they took military discipline none too seriously, because they brought a discipline of their own. Whenever in civilian pursuits the lives of others hang on prompt obedience, there is a strictness which no military strictness can outdo, and this was true of the personnel of any hospital in America before there was thought of war. It was equally true, of course, after the units were established behind the fighting lines, but there was a certain lack of prompt salute and a certain freedom with first names which not the stoutest management from the military arm of the service could obliterate from the base hospitals the medical corps enlisted men were naturally not sinners in this respect the routine work of the base hospitals all fell to them it was usually a sergeant of the army although he was never a veteran who attended the reception rooms kept account of symptoms clothes and first and second names and did the work of orderly in the hospital. It was the privates who kept the mess and washed the dishes and changed the sheets. The nurses went under military discipline and into military segregation, sometimes a little nettlesome when the hospitals were far from companionship of any outside sort. The sites selected for the hospitals were either French hospitals, which were given over, or schools or big public buildings remade into hospitals by the engineers. Each site was arranged so that it could be enlarged at will. And the railways which connected the outlying hospitals with the rest of the American communications were laid so that other hospitals could be easily placed along their line there was a splendid elasticity in the medical corps plan one base hospital was much like another except for size those near the line differed somewhat from those farther back but their scheme was uniform at any rate the history of their doings was similar enough to have one history do for them all take for example one of the new york units which landed in august and was placed nearer the coast than the fighting it was put in trim by the engineers then sanitated by the humbler members of the medical corps the great wards were laid out the kitchens were built windows were pried open always the first american job in france to the great disgust and alarm of the french and baths were put in the chief surgeon had specialized in noses and throats at home when the hospital was ready 
naturally the soldiers were not in need of it being still in training in the vosges so the services of the hospital were open to the civilian population of france by november there was not an adenoid in all of those parts the death rate almost vanished into this rural france where there had been no hospital and only a nursing home kept open by some sisters of mercy who saw their first surgical operation within the base hospital there came this skilful organization handled by men whose incomes at home had been measured in five figures and all the healing they had was free multiply this by twenty and then by thirty before the pressing need for care for soldiers directed the medical corps back to first channels and there will be some gauge of what this service did for france and the gratitude of france was more than commensurate praise of the american medical service flows unceasingly from officials and civilians statesmen and journalists there were constant demands made upon the french government that it should pattern its own medical forces exactly upon the american making it the branch of the medical specialist and not of the politician or the military man the individual officers of the medical corps had much to learn however from the french and the british though they knew hygiene prophylaxis antisepsis and surgery as few groups of men have ever known it they became scholars of the humblest in the surgery of the battlefield every officer of the medical corps was kept on a round of visits behind french and british fronts during the fairly peaceful interim between their landing and the american occupation of a front-line sector the red cross was the great auxiliary of the medical corps it kept up its recruiting in america both for nurses and physicians and for supplies and in supplies it played its greatest part the red cross maintained enormous warehouses separate entirely from army control which contained provisions to meet every possible shortage it was known by the red cross that never in the history of the world had there been a medical corps of any army that had not finally broken down no matter how painstaking the provision the need was always tragically greater and so surgical dressings sets of surgical instruments medicines antiseptics and anesthetics piled up in the great a r c storehouses then there were the things for which the medical corps frankly made no provision which could have no place in a strictly military programme such as food delicacies of great cost special articles of clothing and amusements every hospital convalescent ward had its phonograph its checkerboards its chess sets and its dominoes that was the red cross the red cross had three hospitals of its own in paris the first of these was at newley the hospital which had been the american ambulance hospital from the beginning of the war given over on the third anniversary of its inauguration and here french and american soldiers american civilians who worked with the army and red cross officers and men were cared for the second had been dr blake's hospital and when it became a red cross hospital it was made to include the gigantic laboratory where investigations were made and where the american red cross had the honor to ferret out the cause of trench fever 
this fever had been one of the baffling tragedies of the war because in the press of caring for their wounded other hospitals had been unable to give it sufficient research the third was the reed hospital equipped and supplied by mrs whitelaw reed in the long period when all this hospital organization was at the command of civilian france inestimably fine work was done it was a sort of poetic tuition fee for the instruction in war surgery which was meanwhile going on from veteran french surgeons to the american newcomers at the end of the first year the medical corps was itself ready for any stress and it had mightily relieved the stress it had already found end of chapter fourteen